Welcome to our view Los Pochi. We are your hosts, Malaki and Wisdom. We will be breaking down the poem White Eyes by Mary Oliver. In winter, all the singing is in the tops of the trees where the windbird with its white eyes shoves and pushes among the branches. Like any of us, he wants to go to sleep, but he's He has an idea and slowly it unfolds from under his beating wings as long as he stays awake. But his big round music, after all, it's too breathy to last. So it's over in the Pratton crown. He makes his nest. He's done all he can. I don't know the name of this bird. I can only imagine his glittering beak tucked in a white wing or the clouds which he has summoned from the north, which he has taught to be mild and silent, thicken and begin to fall into the world below like stars or the feathers of some unimaginable bird that loves us, that is asleep now and silent that has turned itself into snow. The author, Mary Oliver, is quite a well-known poet. Though she has many good poems, her most famous one is The Journey, which digs into finding yourself. We can see that her poetry draws inspiration from nature rather than human ideas. In an interview, she once said, I got saved by the beauty of the world, which tells us even more that nature was her main inspiration. Mary Oliver had won many awards, including the National Book Award, after writing over 25 books of poetry. In this poem, her subjects don't seem to be literal or even physical. Each description can be viewed as a metaphor instead. For example, the wind bird might refer to the wind itself rather than an actual bird. The intersection between the human and the natural world, as well as the limits of human consciousness and language in articulating such a meeting. The author does not follow a traditional structure, and some thoughts continue from one stanza into the next one. It could also be seen from a Christian perspective, where the bird is compared to Jesus and how Jesus speaks to all his creation. The bird is described as restless, just as the wind is always singing in the tops of trees, and just how humans are often restless in winter. <clears throat> I really love this type of poetry because it leaves us open to imagine what the poet could be alluding to. This type of poetry is very free and allows our imagination to come up with every detail on our own. Almost nothing is set in stone. What does this poem make you think about your childhood? Think about that for a second.
This reminds me of when I would not be able to sleep because of ideas that would float through my mind, but also just like the bird, I would eventually sink into my bed and fall asleep. The poem kind of follows a cycle or a pattern, wandering from the windbird to what the wind does and then to how the wind calls clouds and sends snow. Lastly, we are taken back to the windbird from the beginning with the image of the feathers of a bird. In winter, all the singing is in the tops of the trees, where the windbird with its white eyes shoves and pushes among the branches. Like any of us, he wants to go to sleep, but he's restless. He has an idea and it slowly unfolds from under his beating wing, as long as he stays awake. But his big, round music, after all, is too breathy to last. So it's over. In the pine crown, he makes his nest. He's done all he can. I don't know the name of this bird, I only imagine his glittering beak tucked in a white wing while the clouds, which he has summoned from the north, which he has taught to be mild and silent, thicken and begin to fall into the world below like stars or the feathers of some unimaginable bird that loves us, that is asleep now and silent, that has turned itself into snow. Uh, that's the end of our podcast. It's been a pleasure to be able to bring this poem to life for you.